We have a wonderful lesson for you today. The title of our lesson today is uh, Egypt Invades Israel. Uh, just for, for future uh, reference, we're going to have uh, this broadcast also, turn it off, a broadcast on, um, on YouTube. Uh, seems as though Facebook recordings, Facebook Live, sometimes uh, it gets garbled, and we just want to make sure that you get the full lesson and the full impact of the words that are being said out of, out of the mouth of the man of God. We just thank God for his grace. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for um, for doing a great work here in Rogersville. We do have um, certain needs. However, God is answering all those needs, and we just thank God for you on today. Egypt invades Israel. And the lesson will be coming out of 2 Chronicles, the 12th chapter. And it reads, And it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself, he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. Now, when something comes to pass, it the past becomes the present and then it becomes a reality or it takes place. So uh, Rehoboam, who is the son of Solomon, had established the kingdom. Amen. And um, he had, uh, he's most noted for taking the counsel of the young men. The young men, um, after the death of Solomon, and he was about to reign, he was 41 years old when he began to reign, and he had um, taken the advice of the younger men who, uh, who said uh, to exact the tributes harshly on the citizens which was, in hindsight, a wrong move. But yeah, he was noted for taking the counsel of the young men and disregarding the wisdom of the advisors of his father. The regents, uh, his father's regime, had Solomon had wise men, and they told him to, to be easy on the people, but he took the advice of his, his people his age, and that turned out to be a disaster. So um, it says that he forsook the law of the Lord. Okay, so Rehoboam forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. So as the head goes the body, um, the blind leaving the blind. So as the head goes, so does the body. This is a kingdom also. So all of his subjects also forsook the law of the Lord. So let's, let's think, thinking if all of Egypt would actually be, uh, all of, I'm sorry, Israel would follow follow him, then it would have been good, but he forsook the law, so his subjects also forsook the law. Now, he forgot, he forgot that it was God who was the foundation of the established kingdom, amen? So he had, it says he established the kingdom and he strengthened himself, but then he forgot the law of the Lord, and the people followed him. So, you should remember what happened. What was the foundation of the kingdom? What was the foundation of 
the, the establishment, how did it get that way? It got that way by the law of God. It got that way by people following the ways of God. But once everything was all good and he had riches, he had gold shields in the house of the Lord, the temple was full of uh, all precious matter of things, and he had forgot the law of the Lord. So uh, verse 6 says, And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord as did his father. Now this is hearkening back to his father, Solomon. Uh, Solomon wrote three books in the Bible and he wrote some of the, uh, I believe some of the Psalms. He may have written a few Psalms. But we um, notably you have uh, the book of um, Proverbs and the book, no, the book of uh, Ecclesiastes and the book of the Song of Solomon. That's two books um, from um, Solomon. So after he had become older, he it says that he did evil in the sight of the Lord and not and went not fully after the Lord as David his father. Now we know that David also. Um, had some mistakes, but he knew how to get back with God by um, falling down prostrate and asking God for forgiveness. But Solomon, it says that he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And in verse 7, it says here, we're reading from 1 Kings chapter 11. Then Solomon built in high place for Chirmash, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. So Solomon was becoming a metropolitan. Uh, he was like uh, the ancient form of Dubai, something like that. He he was the metropolitan city of the age of that ancient world, which was approximately um, 1000 BC or 1000 before the Common Era. Solomon built these these abominations, these these high places. To please the people who were in under his dominion. Yes. So, in eight verse eight says, and likewise for he all did his strange wives. He had strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed to their gods. So these these were influences, bad influences on Solomon. His strange wives, uh, who influenced him to have these false religions. But in the eyes of God, this was an abomination. Uh, verse 9 says, And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Hmm. Amen. So God, Solomon actually, God appeared to Solomon twice. It, you know, it. God got upset. It's God, one of his names is jealous. Amen. So his heart, Solomon's heart became began to turn from God and, and and he had commanded him concerning these things that he should not go after other gods so Solomon knew right from wrong yes. but he chose he chose the wrong he did not keep what the Lord had commanded him to do Amen. so the Lord said to Solomon for as so much as this is done of thee and thou hast not kept my covenants and my statutes which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee and will give it to thy servant. Amen. Amen. So because Solomon turned away from his relationship with God, now 
The Lord met with Solomon twice. Solomon knew right from wrong. He knew the ways of God. He was a young man who even had wisdom, and God and, and God was even um, happy when he asked for wisdom. He said he's he's an exceptional young man. Yes. But Solomon, as he got older and got wealthier and, and got more wives and got this and got that, and the house of God was full of gold and he had riches and respect throughout the, the, the whole earth, it, he turned from God. Jesus. So he said, God said he will give the kingdom, he will, he will rend, I mean, he will take, he will tear, he will tear the kingdom. Amen. That's an important word. He will tear the kingdom from him and give it to thy servant. Now, this lesson is called Egypt Invades Israel. We're going to get to that, but it should be more like Egypt Invades Jerusalem or Egypt Invades Judah. But we're going to get to that later. But he said he's going to rend it, rend the kingdom from Solomon and give it to another. Now, Proverbs 13 and 22 says... The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. My Lord. Amen. So many times, uh, I, I bring that scripture up for a reason. Uh, many times God prepares you in the meantime. So when it comes to pass, you are in a position to receive. Hmm. Now we said before, when something comes to pass, there's something that was already stated that was in the past. And then now it's presently here. And then when it comes to pass, that means it's all it's done. Amen. So God is preparing the the people are wicked people are preparing preparing riches. So when you prepare yourself, then that comes to pass. Amen. Mm-hmm. What comes to pass is the wealth you receive. The wealth of the sinner. Amen. So we want to be in a posture in in a position to receive the the things of God. Now, who is Jeroboam? You have two figures. You have uh, Rehoboam and you have Jeroboam. Okay? Okay. Who is Jeroboam? See, Rehoboam was Solomon's son. But Jeroboam is uh, it says here in 1 Kings 11 that Jeroboam is the son of Nebat. And he's also an Ephratite. That means he's from the northern kingdom, from um, Ephraim. Amen? And um, it says that um, his mother's name was Zeruah. Amen? It's, it, and it also says that in um, 1 Kings 11 and, and 28 that Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. Solomon seeing the young man had that he was industrious he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. Amen? So this, this story, this, this is an actual event that happened. This act actually happened, one, like you said, 1,000 B.C., so that would be 3,000 years ago approximately. So you have Rehoboam, who established the kingdom, but yet... Um, he is um, in a position where he listened to some bad advice. So God is, uh, says that Solomon is I, Jeroboam, and, and Solomon actually set Jeroboam over the kingdom of Joseph, over the uh, house of Joseph. Amen. It says that he was industrious and he was promoted due to his courage 
his efficiency, his efficiency and his effectiveness. Yes. Amen. And it came to pass at the time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, the prophet Ajai, the Shilonite, found him in the way. And he had clad himself with a new garment, and they too were alone in the field. All right. Amen. So you have the man who Solomon looked at and said, this is an industrious young man. And he set him over the house of Joseph, and he's alone. Amen. He says he went out of Jerusalem and a prophet met him in a field. Uh-huh. So the prophet um, it says that he had clad himself with a new garment So um, and the two were in the field. So uh, there are two in the field and they're alone. So verse 30 says the prophet Asia caught the new garment that was on Jeroboam and rent it into 12 pieces. So you have Jeroboam, who's over the house of Joseph, and the prophet took his new garment, amen, and tore it into 12 pieces. Mm-hmm. Now this is reminiscent of Joseph. Now you have Je- Jeroboam, who's over the house of Joseph. Yeah. And we know that Joseph's motif was a garment. We know that Joseph was given a coat of many colors. Uh-huh. We know that also that Joseph had his coat ripped from him from Potiphar's wife. Yeah. So Joseph had coats in story of his life. And now over the house of Joseph, you have Jeroboam who is has a coat, a new garment, uh, a so-called uh, garment that was tore. From him, so we're deal, still dealing with coats, amen. We're, we're still dealing. With, the coat actually represents the authority, mm-hmm. the authority to rule, amen. So the authority to rule, and this, he had this new garment on, and the prophet ripped this this garment from him, yeah, amen. And it, the prophet tore the garment into twelve pieces. Yes. Amen. So verse 31 says, And he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces, for thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel. Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and will give thee ten, ten tribes to thee. Yeah. Now this is, a, this is a situation where Jeroboam was an industrious, industrious, industrious person. He was efficient. He was effective. He put himself in a position to receive promotion from God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because the king had his eye on him. Amen. Amen. God has his eye on you. Yeah. Amen. And he's ready to promote you at the time when you least expect it. Well. Amen. So this happens. He's in the field by himself. Right. And a prophet comes along. So it's like he is wrestling with God. Hmm. That's reminiscent of uh uh, Jacob wrestling with God. Amen. It comes a time in your life where you need to move forward. Amen. You need to do different things in your life. Amen. Yes. It comes a times when you get tired of everyday things that you got that you're doing every day. Say that. Amen. But you've been doing okay. You haven't been doing anybody wrong. And you're you're doing life right. 
You know, as far as you can, in all your strength, you're doing life right. Amen. Yeah. But it comes a time where promotion, where something has to change. Amen. And this was what happens. You're going to have to wrestle. And when you have to wrestle, you're going to have to wrestle with God. Amen. That's kind of that's kind of a statement. But it's true. It's right here in the book. It's right here in the Bible. You're going to have to wrestle, so to speak, with God. But And you know what? You're not going to win. You know anybody for God and one? No, 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 no. You're going to have to wrestle with God, and he's going he's gonna to do something to you. But after the event, after you wrestle with him, he's going to see your courage, and then what? He's going to promote you. The scripture says that there's a promotion after struggle. Amen? Well, that's the heading. But there's promotion after struggle. There was promotion after Israel struggled with the angel. His name was then Israel. But it was actually Jacob struggling with the angel. So after Jeroboam struggles with the man of God, and the man of God tears, tears his new jacket, his new coat, into into um, 12 pieces yeah. and he gave 10 of those pieces to him and said you shall have 10 pieces take these 10 pieces for thus saith the Lord the God of Israel behold I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give thee the 10 tribes yes. so it doesn't say this, this man was of royal lineage it says that his mother was, um, she was a widow, but he was a hard worker. But the next thing you know, this man is all, is over 10 tribes of Israel. So God will promote you. It doesn't matter what your family name is or what, um, what the, your lineage you come from. Just stay faithful. Stay faithful to God and, and do the things of God and God will put you in a position, you might have to go through a struggle with God to get your blessing though. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. You might have to fight. But when you fight, God will bless you after that. Amen? So, the scripture says that um, the reason why um, God took the took the, um, took the kingdom from the family of Solomon and from Rehoboam it says, because they have forsaken me and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and they have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in mine eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgments, as did his father David. Mm -hmm. Amen? So it says that I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David's sake, whom I chose because he kept my commandments and my statutes. Yes. Don't you know sometimes God is keeping us alive just because of your mother's prayer? Hmm. You, you, you just made it through because somebody prayed for you. Yes. Amen. Somebody in your past prayed, Lord, this, this young man, this young lady, Blessing, protect her from all danger. Mm. And because of the relationship that God had with your mother or father or grandmother or grandfather, you are still yet here. Yes. Amen. Don't you ever wonder why you got people on the left dropping, people on the right dropping, but you still here? 
Sometimes that's due to the prayers of the righteous. Thank you. Amen. That came before you. Yes. Amen. This is what happened. Why God didn't take the whole kingdom. Hmm. Okay. Let's do the math. There are 12 tribes. 12, 12, 12, 12 pieces of this garment. Amen. Yeah. So 10 of them are given to uh, Jeroboam. Yeah. And God said he's going to keep one for da for David's sake. That's Ju that's Judah. Amen. So that's 11. Uh -huh. So the, the 12th tribe is the Levites. Huh. Okay. So we know that Judah is the tribe that God, the tribe David came from. The tribe that Jesus come from. The line of the tribe of Judah. Amen. But the Levites are the tribe, the priestly tribe. They're the, they're the tribe that didn't get any land because they were dedicated to the house of God. Amen. They don't belong to any, they don't have land, so they belong to God. Amen. And some of us are priests today. Some of us have, been, have a call on our life and we don't chase different things in the world. Our main devotion is the things of God. Amen. Yeah. So that's somewhat like a Levite. You have that priestly anointing on you that you care for the people of God, the things of God. They call them shepherds today. Amen. All right. So the Levites and Judah, and then the, the Judah was to remain in the house of the King David's family, which was King David, Solomon, and now it was uh, Rehoboam. Rehoboam was David's grandson. Amen. So this was a division. Now we know that a division creates a rift that only can be healed through obedience. Mm. You know, David created division, amen, when he killed Uriah. Mm -hmm. But he was obedient, amen. He still, you still have to suffer consequences when you're disobedient, but God can give you a, a mercy and you can still hold on to a little bit of something. Amen. But if you don't, if you're disobedient, you might lose everything. So a house divided cannot stand. Okay. Amen. That's what happened when David sinned. The house became divided and then everything went to, went messed up. Amen. So we're looking at a situation that happened over 3,000 years ago, but it still has impact on today. Right. Amen. So we really need to look at what's going on as far as back then, back then so we can apply things on our life to make our life successful on today. Yeah. So we need to keep continue to follow the things of God because when you start having other gods, mm -hmm. when you start doing things that are not convenient, things that God doesn't agree with, then you set yourself up for failure. All right. Now. Time and time again, we do things that are not convenient, that are against God because other people say they're okay. Say that. But God said, God is the foundation. Mm. The Lord is the foundation, amen? Yeah. Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, how can the wicked stand? How can we stand, amen? Mm. So after God creates a foundation for you, amen, after God establishes you, why are you going to go out and do things that are inconvenient? Amen. It says that um, on the fifth year, and it came to pass, in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, 
Shishak, king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, came up against Jerusalem. Yeah. Because they had transgressed against the Lord. Huh. See, God going to give you some time to repent. God can always give you a little space. Amen. He's going to let you. He gave uh, Rehoboam five years. Grace. Nothing happened. Yes. Five years. Five is grace. Amen. Five also represents uh, worship. Mm -hmm. So and God, and five also represents warfare. Mm. So he gave King uh, Rehoboam five years. They worship idols for five years. You thinking everything good because you, you you don't have any uh, immediate results, amen. You doing things against God, we doing things against God, and there's no judgment. And after five years, God rose up Pharaoh to invade Jerusalem. So think about this. The scripture says, "If a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace with him." Amen. Amen. So just, just just reverse that for a second. If your ways do not please the Lord, uh -huh. that means your enemy is going to be against you. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Now, everybody got enemies. You're going to have enemies. That's just life. Yeah. You know, you have enemies even if you didn't do anything. Uh -huh. Just by walking around, you're going to have an enemy. Right? But the Bible says if your ways please the Lord, your enemies will be at peace with you. Yes. Amen. So that means if your enemy got an atomic bomb, huh. right? That means he's not going to drop it on you. Mm. Because he at peace with you. Alright. Now if your ways don't please the Lord, if your enemy got missiles, then you subject to get hit. Yes. That's with anything. So we want to look at this scripture, his ways, Rehoboam's ways did not please God. God gave him five years. Amen? He gave him five years to get it right. So it says in verse 3 of the Pharaoh Shishak, and this Pharaoh Shishak um, is the same Pharaoh that's depicted in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the movie by Steven Spielberg. They say his name in that movie. Amen. And they say that uh, according to legend, uh, the world says it's according to legend that uh, Shishak had taken the Ark of the Covenant. Hmm. Amen. But but I want to stay in a book. But I'm just giving you a little uh, framing on a worldly perspective for a second. Shishak was a real live person who invaded uh, Israel, and we're talking about Egypt invades Israel. That's the subject. That's the uh, title, rather. So verse 3 says, Shishak came with uh, 1,200 chariots and three score thousand horsemen and the people were without number that came with him out of Egypt. The Lubbams, that's the Libyans, the Succums, uh, the Syrians, uh, I'm not sure, um, the Succums, and the uh, Ethiopians. Okay. Amen. And it says that there were of 60,000 men on horse and the men that was walking was without number mm -hmm. and they was coming to render they were coming to sack Jerusalem mm -hmm. because of what? because they transgressed against God mm -hmm. 
So it will behoove you, which benefits you to worship God, to yes. stay in the realm of God. That where you stay in the realm of safety. Yes. Amen. Yes. If you start stepping out on God, then something might come toward you that's not pretty. Scripture says they took the fence cities which pertained to Judah and came to Jerusalem. Yes. Then came Shemaiah the prophet to Rehoboam. Now the prophet came. Mm -hmm. The prophet came to the king of Judah. Amen. Now before the same prophet Rehoboam had the whole kingdom. Amen. So he got all the tribes ripped from him and only kept one tribe. That tribe was the tribe of Judah. And that tribe was kept because of David. Mm -hmm. Not because of him, but because of David. He gave, he, God through David's grandson, a bone, was you can have this one tribe, but you are very wicked. But I'm going to keep you, you can have this one tribe. Now, at the time when all these people are coming to Jerusalem, the temple is built. You got Solomon's temple, right? So, and Solomon's temple was laid out. You can read it in the scripture. But the scripture says that it had um, shields of gold in the temple. And God tells them whatever, candlesticks. Now they had gold. Imagine a, a house filled with everything is gold. You got gold spoons. Gold candlesticks, gold tables, silk, all this stuff laid out. And all around the wall, you got gold shields. Not plated gold, solid gold. Mm. And you got these people coming for you mm -hmm. because you're disobedient. Mm. Amen? So the prophet, the prophet goes to, to um, the king. So Shehemiah the prophet said to Rehoboam, uh, David's grandson and to the princes of Judah that were gathered gathered in Jerusalem because of Shishak and said unto them thus saith the Lord ye have forsaken me and therefore have I also left you in the hand of Shishak yeah. amen uh -huh. so this is judgment yeah. judgment comes when you forsake God uh -huh. and you, you don't really have anybody to cry to. Mm -hmm. Amen? So, they had, used to have an old TV show called Beretta. And Beretta, it was saying, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Mm -hmm. Amen? Because mm -hmm. if you do the crime, do the time. get ready to do the time. All right. If you make the infraction, don't cry. Mm -hmm. Handle what you've been through. Yes. You know, you got consequences. So he had consequences. Because you're forsaking the Lord, I will I left you in the hand of, of of somebody of your enemy who has an unfriendly disposition. Yeah. Amen. Because his ways didn't please God. So they got in council together. You got all these people coming for you, amen. And you and you know they coming. Hmm. And you you in council with all your your, your, your princes and all, all the smart people in the community and, and what happened the king humbled himself mm -hmm. and now they say Lord you are righteous mm -hmm. 
They saying, Lord, you are righteous now. So God don't want to coerce worship. Sometimes you got to snap out of it. You ever see that movie, Moonstruck? Snap out of it. So when they start coming for you, that's going to snap you out of it. Amen. But when it was all good and, and you know, when it, everything was good, but you was living a certain way and it seemed like nothing was happening and you were living your life, you had no mind to serve God. You had no mind to worship God. He was he was told you didn't even think of God. But now something happens. You calling on God. Hmm. Talking about the Lord is righteous. Well, the Lord was righteous when we, he was messing up. Now. They humbled themselves. The word of the Lord came to the prophet. And they since they humbled themselves. See, God is a God of mercy. Yeah. God is also a jealous God. But since they humbled themselves, he said, I won't destroy them. Mm -hmm. But I will grant them some deliverance. And my wrath shall not be poured out upon them. Upon Jerusalem. By the hand, by the hand of, the, of, of Shishak, the Pharaoh of Egypt. Yeah. So sometimes... When you're in a situation, you need to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. And God will listen to you. Right. Amen. That, that'll ease up the, the punishment. Amen. Mm -hmm. Just like when you go before a judge or something and, and you go you humble yourself. Sometimes a judge heart might be touched. They may give you a lighter sentence or something like that. But but the key was they humbled themselves. They humbled themselves after the people was coming for them. They don't say a number, but you got 60,000 people riding horses, and it says a number that can't be counted. See, in the Bible, they don't have a word for millions. They got a word for 100,000, 200,000, but you don't never find that word million in the King James Bible. They, they call it a thousand thousands, amen? That's actually a million, amen? So if you got a million jokers coming towards you with knives and swords and all this stuff, then you're going to humble yourself then, right? And you're going to hope that that humbling will get you some mercy. Yeah. So it did give them some sort of mercy. So Shishak, the king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. And he took all he carried away. Also, the shields of gold, which Solomon had made. Yes. Amen. So here it is. Um, I was reading Josephus about this incident and doing some historical studies. They said that, this, that they had no resistance. There was no resistance. That means nobody fought all these people. Yes. Amen. So that's, that means somebody coming to your house, you know, you're not trying to fight them back. They just walk, come in the door. They knock on the door. They don't knock on the door. They kick the door down and just say, give me that. Give me that. Give me your wife. Give me this. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. This is what happens when you disobey God. This is what's going to happen. This, this is what happened. Amen. I didn't make this up. Amen. So they took all this stuff. And what happened was, they since they didn't fight, they let them live. I know the Bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion. But man, you got to man up sometimes, you know. Martin Luther King said, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Amen. So, you know, it's, it's, how could you live as a coward? Mm -hmm. Amen. But that's what happened. They, they, 
They gave they they let the men come in do whatever they want. They took all everything of value because I guess a living dog. I guess they living. They left them alive. They didn't kill them. Amen. So the king entered the house of the Lord and guard and came and fetched them and brought them into the guard chamber. <clears throat> so that's saying after the people left after Shishak, you say the raiders of the lost ark. They took all the, the treasures out of the house of God. It is very well so. The um, If you got the house of God and you got the, the Ark of the Covenant sitting right there, which is the main central piece of, uh, it don't say in the scriptures that they took that, but if you see that the main central piece of when they invaded, took anything, it, come, it comes to think that logic says that they took the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. But they don't say that in the scripture, so I'm just going to leave that alone. Amen. But they made shields of brass. Mm -hmm. Amen. So when they took the gold shields, I don't say how many, it says somewhere in scripture um, how many gold shields there were, but they had gold shields. Um, so when the king went through the city, the people who guarded the king, the king's men, um, had gold shields. And you could just see those gold shields with the king, the, the sun hitting the gold, glistening off, the, giving a certain type of luster. And you could see the glory. And so the glory that this the king had, you know, all you, all you, all your army, the men around you got gold shields, amen. And they all decked out in gold and all this stuff. So that might have been a sight to see, amen. So that's something that um, the queen of Sheba experienced. Seeing all this, all these riches, they said that it was no more breath in her body. Just by looking at the servants, she looked up and said, "She seen how the, the people reacted with the gold and all this stuff." Says the queen of Sheba, fainted. Amen. So you can just imagine the glory that Solomon had. Amen, and the glory that his son had, um, Rehoboam. So it says that they made brass shields. This is at the Egyptians left. They made brass shields instead of gold shields. Amen. So now imagine. Imagine if you used to have, used to make $30 an hour, right? And you live bad or whatever. You live frivolously. And you got the, a, a point where your life is. Um, messed up right now. You're not living the way you used to live. Amen. So now you got to live at $10 an hour on that salary. So it's, it does something to a person who once was at a certain level. Amen. And, you know, I grew up during uh, the crack era, you know, and they say that you, the crackheads, they used to talk about the crackheads, the crack, but the dope dealers, they had a lot of problems too. Because they was making so much money, they got addicted to money. They couldn't have any normal job, so it was like a curse put on them where they couldn't work anymore. They couldn't work. If you got that much money coming in, you cannot work. So this is so, you know, if you're used to a certain level. So they're used to these gold shields, they're used to all these riches. Now they're living at a substandard level. They're living at a level that's, that's, uh, that's, that's so, so low and they had to humble themselves all because of what? Because they didn't follow God. 
They forgot their they forgot their foundation. They forgot what God had brought them from. Amen. So it'd be better. See, God don't want his He don't want you to worship Him from coercion. He don't want to bring up your enemies against you to get you in order. Right. He don't want to give you a certain disease to have you worship him. He don't want to give you cancer and then you only got six months to live and then you get saved on your deathbed and then the people at the funeral talk about, well, at least he got saved, amen? So he wants you to worship him when you're strong in your body, amen? You see a lot of people who who party all through their 20s and 30s and 40s and they back of their mind is they say, I'm, I'm going to worship God one of these days. I'm, I'm going to start going to church one of these days. Maybe when I get 50, I'm going to start going to church. Maybe, but, but, but for now, I'm going to go to this party. But for now, I'm going to go smoke this weed. But, but, but it does something to you because you lose a part of yourself. Amen. Imagine if you say, I'm going to worship God in my teens. I'm going to worship God through my 20s. Of course, you're going to make some mistakes. But imagine if as a youth, you continue to worship God on until where you are today. Yeah. Your life will be so much better. Yes. You'll be so blessed. Amen. Imagine the blessings that you have on your life if you if you didn't do all that foolishness and find out it was wrong. You may have had fun, but it, there's not, nothing in comparison to worship worshiping God all the days of your life. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, after you humble yourself, God gives you mercy. At times, Amen. You might, he might give you mercy, and to the point he just wants you to be with him, Amen. So, it says here now the acts of Rehoboam, first and last, they are not written in the book of Shemaiah the prophet, in the genealogies, Amen. And it says that there was war in Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. There was war between the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom ran by Jeroboam, who was the son of a widow, and the southern kingdom, which was Judah, which was ran by the Solomon's son. Yeah. Amen. There was war in Israel, a house divided. Yeah. There was war for all their days. Yeah. All their days there was war. And the thing about uh, Judah, what made Judah important was the Levites. The Levites stayed in um, Rehoboam's kingdom. The Levites lived in Jerusalem or in Judah. And the Levites was a priestly tribe who wasn't given land. So they, they took their abode in the, uh, Rehoboam's dominion. So in Jeroboam's dominion there were, there were no Levites. They were not welcome. And, and, and um, after 2,000 years passed, in, Jesus, in the time of Jesus, the, um, the, the area of Samaria had become the northern kingdom. And the Samaria had drifted so far away, they weren't even considered Jews anymore. They weren't even considered the children of God anymore. You can see that in the New Testament scriptures. Amen? So, you see the two kingdoms and you see the importance of the priestly tribe the importance of having um, the man of God or the people to keep the records of the uh, of, of the things of God that are very important amen so we know that the northern kingdom um, was uh, 
was continually in um, idolatry. So we don't want we want to follow the things of God. We want to follow the things that God has given us and the information that we have about God. We want to utilize that in a perfect way. Uh, we're gonna end this uh, broadcast at this time, but um, like I said, Facebook is probably gonna come garbled a little bit. So we're gonna you can view this on YouTube. We're gonna put it um, in the um, on the link in the link on the on the Facebook Live page, and we're gonna um, ask if, if you have any donations, you can send them to Berea Kojic Three. It's Cash App. It's Cash App B E R E A C O G I C Three. That's for, um, dollar sign. Berea Kojic Three, amen? amen. And and we would like you to come and join us on Sunday. We have these broadcasts on Wednesday at six thirty, and we also have Tuesday noonday prayer. Um, so usually we had that in the church, but I took on this um, this little um, job and got to do this, got to do that, got to move, got to shake, got to make money, amen. So God is good, and we just thank God for you. We thank God for, um, I see Brother Willie is watching. What's up, Brother Willie? And uh, Big Willie style. What's up, man? Give yourself a hand. God bless you. And I see uh, my man, um, uh, Jose, uh, slow motion, amen. Joey De Los Santos, my, my homeboy from back in the day. Thank God for you. My, of course, my beautiful first lady. Love her. To, love her. I was going to say something. Uh, she's the love of my life. I thank God for her. She's in the building. And, uh, we ask God to bless you and keep you in all God's ways and be encouraged. Keep the faith. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you.